The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, make sure to grab a mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by the SGP app. The NBA Finals free roll contest locks at the end of this week, so make sure you get your entry in for a free shot at winning $1,000. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, my name is Malcolm Bamford in Newcastle, England, and joining me for our little Sunday bit of banter, uh, Moonaf Manji in Houston, Texas. Good evening, Moonaf. How are you? Doing well, sir. Uh, another busy weekend in sports, I'll say that. A um, lot of exciting stuff going on, man. Baseball. It's, it's just another weekend for us, right? Well, yeah, I've got an announcement to make. I'm officially in a slump. I mean, this was my first slump of the season, and and I think I've got. To, I've tried to find an out, trying to find an excuse for myself. I think it's just because there's been too much going on. Um, so last week I had all of I did Royal Ascot. I covered Royal Ascot mm-hmm. for the. Um, for the website, for the SGPN. Yeah. And I wasn't even close. You could, I covered it mind, about a week out mm. and you're expecting lovely, beautiful weather and the ground was nice. In the middle of the week, it just uh, it rained nonstop in the south of England for about three days. The ground went heavy. All the horses that I'd picked, just everything went wrong. Um, the Euros has been far too busy, three games a day. Um, they're, they're actually the only picks that I've been doing okay on. Uh, the golf we mentioned last week, The you'll see my, my DraftKings... Um, lineup is slowly sinking down the leaderboard. I actually, up until about twenty minutes ago, was ahead of you. That was that was all I had to to go on. Was that <laughs> I was a I was ahead of you, but you've uh, you've overturned me in that as well. Um, and the baseball, my tally side picks have just been horrible. So yeah, I'm in a slump moon off. So it's uh, I'm thinking lucky pants. I'm thinking I need to change things round. I've 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 got handicapped a little bit more this week. Um. I think the Euros now will go down to one or two games a day yeah. rather than the three, so that might help me out. Um, but just far too much going on. And that's before uh, you've got all of that, plus your basketball and everything else that you look at. Yeah, it's... Um, what, what could I say? Let I'll put it this way, that if this thing... If betting was easy, everybody would be doing it. <laughs> I'll yeah. say that much. And, and uh, these casinos weren't... Uh, weren't build off of, of winners or build off of losers, but every, I think every better has a bad, a bad slump or a bad week or two. And, and it's just about bouncing back. So I'm not too worried about you. You're going to bounce back, but yeah, there's a, like you said, there's a, there's so much going on. You had the horse racing and the soccer going off and, and NBA playoffs and all that good stuff. But, um, I don't know, man, I I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure you'll turn it around. I have full faith in you. It's it's the baseball that suffered, I think, more than yeah. more than most in terms of results. I'm going to go under 500 for the first time uh, this week. As it happens, my two picks from last week um, were kind of ended up non-runners um, due to there's a lot of pitching changes yep. uh, over the weekend. So both of them were uh, were non-runners, which actually was probably the best result I could have had because the way it's been going, I definitely would have gone over two. Uh, so over over O, um, it's about the best I could hope for this weekend. Um. <laughs> I've got the, the golf on at the minute. That's going to be an absolute... It's a blanket finish, isn't it? There's it is. It's, nine uh, or ten, all within two of the lead. And all the big names are up there as well. This is uh, this could be an absolute classic couple of hours. Yeah, so we're going to definitely be distracted. I have it on on my main screen. I do have... Uh, I have Rory pre-tournament, so he's up there with the lead. Uh, we discussed this, or the guys at least have discussed this, uh, Capper and uh, Steve on their golf gambling podcast that... It's usually any uh, guy that's 
pretty much in the top 30 in the world rankings that usually wins this tournament. And if you take a look at the leaderboard, you pretty much have those guys up there with, with Bryson and Rory and Louie and uh, Colin and John Rahm and Kepka's in the, in the race. So I think one of the big fishes is going to win this, uh, win this tournament. Well, Bryson DeChambeau has just come within three quarters of an inch of a hole in one. That's I don't know if you've got idea. that up on your screen. Uh, literally hovering on the edge of the hole there for an A. So yeah, could be a, could be a classic couple of hours. I don't actually, I'd, I've, I've had no bets on that. I've just uh, picked a series of terrible DraftKings uh, lineup. So, but I'll watch that. I'll watch that for the sport. Yeah. Um, so the rest of our picks, and like I say, mine went on my lock on Saturday was... Um, the Royals and the Red Sox. I wanted to take the overs, but they ended up changing. Uh, Chris Bubich was supposed to be on the on the hill for the Royals, um, and that was part of my play. He got switched to Keller, mm. so that was a that was a non a, a non starter. And the same with my dog, Denelson Lamet, um, got moved to tonight. Actually, he'll be pitching as we speak. Is he? Or is he going off a little bit later on? Uh, Lamed, I think he's sure. Uh, Padres, he's already gone off. Um, let's oh, see yeah, here. bottom of the three, no score. Yeah, there you go. Uh, against the Reds. Yep. Uh, and I'd taken Vlad Gutierrez. So there was a, someone came out the pen, a, a long reliever, uh, made a spot start for the Padres. So, um, so nothing going off for me there. Um, Nick and Will, Nick started okay. His Braves, um, won easy nine to one the other night. I think he took Wayne right there. Um, or took on Wayne, right? Yeah. Um, his dog was a little bit unfortunate. He took the Rockies versus the Brewers, um, and that finished six five. Um, that went down to the the, the Brewers one six five, scoring two runs in the ninth. So, yeah. um, he was he was eighty five percent of the way to a win, but um, the bookies aren't going to pay you for that. Uh, Will also didn't cover himself in glory. Gave unlucky again. The, the Locked up the Giants, uh, Alex Wood against Darren Nola. It was an odd game. This one was 6-6 six, six through three innings. Um, I'm not really sure what happened there. And then the, the Phillies got away and bashed them 13-6. And his dog was very unlucky. They were leading through eight as well. The Oakland days and Chris Bassett were leading through eight against the Yankees, but couldn't get over the line. Um, so uh, up to you, Moonaf. You, you've managed one. One and what looks like it's going to be one and two. There's a game in play at the minute. So actually, the Rangers are still in it. Uh, top of the eighth, they're four-two down. But um, you, at least you had a you had a winning lock, Munaf. Yeah, I took the under in the Chicago White Sox and Astros game on Friday with Carlos Rodon and uh, Luis Garcia going uh, off as the starting pitchers. Uh, both pitched very, very well in this game. They both went seven innings. Rodon only gave up three hits, one earned run, eight strikeouts, three walks. Garcia, almost similar numbers. Uh, he also went seven innings, gave up seven hits, one earned run, also eight strikeouts and two walks. So, um, you know, uh, that was a a, uh, a rocking chair win there on the log. But on my dog right now, it's uh, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a very difficult one to get. Dan, Dan Dunning just got off to a atrocious start in the game. I believe he gave up. I had a, I put the re, I, I had a, I had a bath and I listened to the radio call while I was in the bath and uh, they put, yeah, the first five uh, batters all got hits off him. Yeah. Um, and actually that he can kind of got out the jam with a double play or what have you, but um, Texas have struggled a bit. You can probably blame me moon off. I stacked some Texas players in DFS. And like I say, <laughs> everything I touch has turned into shit. So um, at that point you had no chance. So I apologize. You can have that one on me. Yeah. My, my need a miracle here, but he just got off to a really bad start. Like you mentioned, he only went four innings, gave up 10 hits. I think, yeah, like you meant what five straight hits that he gave up. Gave yes. up, yeah, two in the first, two in the third, and then that was pretty much it. But it's four to two right now. You know, we've seen bullpens blow things up for other teams, uh, especially for some of our picks this weekend. But uh, I'll keep an eye on that. And if it goes final, I'll uh, I'll uh, either uh, shame myself or pipe myself on the back. <laughs> yeah, I've just seen the Yankees tonight. Uh, one, two, one. Turn in their third triple play of the season yeah. uh, to win the game at the back end of that, which is quite remarkable. Um, Aroldis Chapman with a save again. We're going to um, 
this week's news we, we had a role as Chapman in there uh, the fastest pitch of the year he threw last night at 103.4 and he's pretty much been uh, lights out for the Yankees this year Munaf yeah, and uh, we know Chapman is a great regular season closer, right? And and we know yeah. that year in and year out, it's just he gets into trouble in the playoffs. And I think that's where it really matters, obviously. And he's just not getting it done there. But, you know, he's a great arm to have as a closer, especially being left-handed too, right? And throwing 100-plus miles an hour every single time he comes out. I think for him, he needs to translate that into the playoffs because, like we've mentioned, you know, he's gotten into trouble against the Rays last season, against the Astros the previous year, and I'm sure there's some more in there that I'm forgetting. So um, I don't care what he does in the regular season. I want to see what he can do in the playoffs. That triple play tonight, it was the uh, the top of the... There were 2-1 up in the top of the ninth. There's runners at first and second. Yeah. Uh, and then the triple play goes to third base and round the horn, second and first. So absolutely got them out of a jam. Um but the one last week uh, was the first time in MLB history. It was a one three six two five six um, triple play for those who <laughs> like to score. Um, so yeah, I haven't actually seen that. I'm gonna have to try and uh, I'll try and dig that one out. That's pretty impressive. That's against the Blue Jays, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, saw, I saw that. So I think Vlad was uh, batting, and they got a so it was a, i think a sh- slow roller to third got the out at first from vlad and then the guy from second base was advancing to third but the guy on third base was still standing there so ah. they, they caught him in a rundown and i think they got both of those guys out so um i've just got it up got it up in front of me now yeah there's vlad going and there's there's a couple of runners just stood looking at each other over on uh, yeah. over on third base that's excellent so yeah i think uh does for some reason they're getting all the uh the triple plays here the Yankees are. Oh, they missed that one. God. Royals almost missed a three run home run by oh, about no. two feet. So I still need one more run in that game. <laughs> oh yeah, you're sweating the you're sweating the overs, aren't you? This is good. We're gonna give uh, live we said we keep it chill on Sundays and we're gonna have live updates with baseball, with golf and with uh with basketball. So yeah. I mean, I'm chilled. Podcast. I've got no more. I've got no more sweats left in me. I've sweated them all out this week, so um, I'll just try not to. Uh, I'll try not to ruin yours, Moon. Off as we go. <laughs> um, there was a good um, Joey Votto incident last night. I don't know if you if you came across this. The six year old kid went to her first Reds game uh-huh. um, with a Joey Votto t shirt on to see her. Um, her hero he's a favourite player okay. and he got thrown out in the first inning <laughs> and um, he argued balls and strikes and yeah he got he actually got called out um, for going around by the third base ump um, and he was kind of walking off having a bit of a mutter and the home plate umpire said something to him that upset him so he ended up getting thrown out anyway and the little kid's mom just sort of tweeted a picture of her sitting in the stands crying her eyes out that Joey Votto had been thrown out in the first inning which was quite funny um so in about the third or the fourth inning he sent up he sent up some popcorn and a ball that he'd signed that just said uh sorry I didn't last the whole game or something like that so yeah that, that was a that was a cute story I like that um uh, Jacob DeGrom, we have our weekly Willie Wondy debate. Uh, oh, DeGrom yeah. is starting Monday again. And yeah. again, it's a, just a head scratcher. Is he fit? Is he not fit? Do we, what, what, what to make of it? I, I said this last week and we're talking, we're, I think we're going to talk about him every single week until either he, we, we've seen that he's back to a normal routine or that he's going to be out for a significant amount of time. And I think this is a big mistake by the New York Mets because this guy's been battling injury pretty much on a weekly basis, Malcolm, that we've been talking about. And now that he's starting a game tomorrow, it just doesn't make sense to me, but hopefully, you know, nothing, nothing serious happens. You know, we talked about last week, how they got the uh, opinion of a doctor and that he said that there was no structural damage or no significant issues or any issues at all. I believe they got a second opinion also from another doctor and nothing from that doctor at all. So they're throwing him back in there. Maybe he'll be on a pitch count or an innings watch um, for tomorrow night, but uh, definitely something to keep an eye on if you're going to be betting DeGrom or any of his player props uh, for tomorrow's games. Um, something that caught my eye a little bit, I always have a look at the standings just to see uh, if there's anything that, that jumps out. And 
Tampa have lost five in a row, yep. um, which has allowed your Boston Red Sox to get to the top of the table there in the air, at least mm-hmm. um, half a game in front of the Rays. Um, would that are you? Would you get a bit excited there? Is that? I mean, how much how much notice do you take of those standards? Are you looking at the the scores every night? Are you looking at Tampa losing five? Um, yeah. would the would the be a betting angle there for you? I mean, I bet the I bet the the book was closed actually. I, I couldn't get a price up, but there'd still be round about seventy two four to one. I would have thought. Well, first of all, breaking news. As soon as you mentioned the Red Sox, Devers just hit one to dead center over the fence. <laughs> So, so I'm my, making you some money. So you made me some money. So I think this is going to be the start of you turning it around for yourself. Yes. You just help me make money. But lots of good things happen while we're recording. Moving yeah, off. There That's you what go. we need. Um, yeah. As far as getting back to the, you know, looking at the standings, I really don't like looking at, especially in, in, in baseball, because there's 162 games. Right. And yeah, like you had just mentioned that the Rays have now lost five in a row, you know, catapulting the Red Sox into first place. And those two teams look like they're going to be battling, battling it out uh, until the, unless the Yankees or the Blue Jays turn it around. But um, obviously being a Red Sox fan, I have the alerts on my phone with it. Will I find out they win a game or not win a game or not? Um, but tonight or this afternoon, they're going to lose to the Royals here. I think they're in the top of the eight right now, seven to three. So now they'll be tied for that first place uh, lead in the ALE. So it's going to be a battle between, you know, these two teams, um, yeah, I mean, Rays are just in a slump right now. I think it's maybe alarming that they did lose to the Mariners. Um, actually, yeah, they're what are they playing right now? Let's see. Yeah, they're down right now, 1-0 on top of the five again. So, I mean, you can say that they lost to the White Sox two games. Okay, that's one of the best pitching rotations in the American League. And then now going into Seattle, they lost. They've lost a series already that's off three out of four. Seems like the pitching is a concern right now for the Rays. They've given up uh, six last night. They gave up five on uh, Friday and then six on Thursday. And then in the game previous to that, to the White Sox, they gave up eight. So, um, I, I, you know, it's just I think it's just one of those slumps that they're going through, you know, that teams all go through throughout the season. So I, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, the. the- the pitching was just a little bit of a concern. Rich Hill, I think he won a player of the month. Um, and I don't know if it was April or May, maybe. May. Um, and that felt like it almost had to regress. And then Michael Wacker was kind of getting away with a little bit. So um, definitely uh, there's room for a little bit of regression with this Tampa Bay team. Um and Boston are going along okay. They don't look like any uh, slowing down particularly. Um yeah. And always with that market, with the Yankees in there, Yankees are going to make the market. If you want to back Boston or Tampa, you're always going to get a decent price yeah. uh, because the Yankees are probably still, I'm guessing they'll be favourites, even though they're five games back. Uh, they're going to be around about the even money mark. And if Toronto can sign a couple of pitches and get George Springer back, which we seem to mention every week, and he's, um, he was slated possibly to come back this weekend, um, I've got a feeling they'll activate him for tomorrow, um, to start a new series tomorrow. Uh, so Toronto on a million miles away. So the other teams are making, uh, making a market there. Uh, so if you fancy Boston, yep. um, no, I certainly certainly wouldn't put you off at all, Moon off. Um, <laughs> the other team that jumped off the page on the standings was just the Diamondbacks. Uh, lost ten in a row, um, up to double figure, and they're just—I mean, absolutely woeful at the minute. They can't. They, they they've got nothing, absolutely nothing going for them there. Twenty and fifty-two. <laughs> which is pretty impressive. Uh, 278 um, record. Um, actually scored more runs than quite a few teams. They've scored 301 runs, but let up 407. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm trying to see if that was the closest. I mean, that's the close by a long way. There's a 360 odd there. The Angels have given up. Well, Minnesota have given up 370. So, um but yeah, that's pretty impressive. And the, I mean, talking about a streak, if you just, you could just roll, you could have rolled them up every night for the last 10 nights. I mean, you're not getting f- fancy prices. Most teams are going off kind of minus 200 against them every night. Yeah. Uh, but if you roll that up 10 nights running, then uh, the, the, uh, the D-backs are just about unbackable at this point. 
didn't they lose? They I think they just lost like on the road. I know they have like a really bad record of nine and thirty one, but I think I saw something where they just lost twenty three games in a row on the road. That's incredible. So I mean, if you take a look at the run differential, also right minus one hundred six. Yeah, there's no other team in the MLB that is in last place that has that bad of a run differential. The closest one is the Pirates at at minus ninety seven, but we were expecting the Pirates to be bad all season based upon their, you know, preseason, regular season win total. Uh, we knew that they were going to be bad. But then you take a look at um, the Miami Marlins who are in last place. They have a plus 18 run differential. Yeah. And then we go, if you, you want to quickly go over the American. It's the, it's, the, it's the bad, it's the teams that we knew were going to be bad. It's Baltimore, it's Detroit. Yeah. Um, and Texas. And Texas, um, yeah. The team that put nowhere near, nowhere yeah. near what Arizona would put you know. Exactly. So, yeah, you know, from a betting angle, yeah, I mean, like you just said, they're always going to be a minus 200 or, or their opponents are going to be a minus 200 favorite every single night. If you want to dig deeper, I mean, giving up a 407 runs so far on the season, you probably want to take a look at a team, their opponent's team totals or something like that for the regular season. So, or sorry, uh, on their daily games. But I mean, yeah. that's just atrocious. Yeah, you're right. There's uh there's definitely different ways of playing it. I mean, um, if the if the money line every night is not a working man's price, then you you take team totals, team hits, things like that. Um, I think you're absolutely right. Um, so, Munaf, last Thursday, just gone, um, we talked about the American League um, MVP, and it was a bit of a match between Vlad and Shohei Otani. We took one of those players each and uh, made a case for them. Then we picked out a couple of bigger prices. Um, the National League MVP we're going to have a look at now, um, it's not like that at all. It's pretty much, it's it's quite wide open. Um, so there's plenty, plenty betting opportunities there. Um, I'll take you through the the market, the, or the leaders at the top of the market here. You've got... Um, Jacob de Grom, who leads things at 17 to 10. Now, we just spoke about the uh, Yankees making um, a market for Boston and Tampa um, just by their presence. So the fact that the Yankees exist and are still hanging around, they're, they're making a price uh, for the other two sides. And Jacob de Grom's doing this, I feel like, in this in this market. Um 17 to 10, uh, we've got him at here as the favourite. And then following with the other two who were below double digits, of Fernando Tatis, uh, just over two to one, and Ronald Acuna at fours. And then it's any price here, like 25 to one, uh, bar those, so Brian Castellanos, Harper, those sort of people are all at 25s, up to uh, all sorts of fancy three-figure prices. Um, the Obviously, what jumps out is the that Jacob DeGrom, who we regularly talk about, um, is a pitcher and pitchers don't win this award. Uh, Clayton Kershaw won it in 2014. Right. And I think you had to go back to, I mean, do, 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 do you want to have a guess at this, Moon? After we haven't done that. I haven't sideswiped you with some trivia for a while. Um, the National League MVP pitcher before Jake, uh, before Clayton Kershaw. God. Um I know what there was a run where it was Pujols and Barry Bonds winning the MVPs. I think prior to that, got got to go back to like late nine, no, late eighties, maybe somebody that won one. Uh, uh, no, you. God, I mean, I think I probably got to go further than that. Um, right, right. I'm going to say like in the sixties. If I tell you it was 1968, there is that going to help? Yeah, 1968. Uh, I'm going I'm to I'm throw a name at you. Let me see if I can get this. Come on, Moon off. Uh, I'm listening for you typing away on your keyboard. No, I'm, I'm, I'm watching not. This. I, I'm looking at Put your hands where I can see the Moon off. Winston Ranger score. I actually have no idea. If I had a guess, it was Bob Gibson. Is the right answer, Moon? No, it's not. What a guy, Bob Gibson. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well done. Thank you. I, you oh, know what? I, I'm. I'm not. I'm gonna. I, I will say this. Whenever we're, when we had talked about that, we we're gonna do an LMVP. 
I I I thought you were gonna quiz me on who won it last, and I cheat you of Clayton Kershaw, but there's something about Bob Gibson and being a fan of this game that kind of kind of like kind of threw me to for that guy to win it. So uh I'll 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 say that I did not cheat on that, okay? <laughs> no, man, you've a glorious a glorious victory for you, Moon. Up Bob Gibson nineteen sixty-eight. Um yeah, and then Clayton Kershaw. So I mean, I'm just perfectly happy to draw a line through Jacob DeGrom if he if he stays fit and if he continues performing as he as he does. Um he will win the Cy Young, which is fine. He'll get that award, um, which I think we tipped up four to one preseason, actually, uh, on the sure. preseason podcast. A little shout out there. And that was back in the days when I could get things uh, get things right before it all went completely tits up. Um, so to grow it, that, that price favourite makes makes the market for the other guys, uh, for the hitters, uh, Moonaf. We'll let you yeah. go first. Um, who, who caught your eye? Yeah, so I kind of want to zoom out a little bit, and I I went back and and kind of looked at the past. Let's see here: one, two, three, four, five, six, six uh, National League MVP winners. And I, I wanted to look at, and, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Also, I kind of go through this is statistically we've talked about you know batting average and home run leaders, and you know where the stats kind of line up for the MVPs. And I think this is one one set that we have talked about that is that is really important or to us at least who wins MVP. So going back to 2015, um, Bryce Harper won it. 16 was Chris Bryant. 17 was Stanton. 2018 was Yelich. 2019 was Bellinger. And the shortened season last year, 2020, Freddie Freeman won it. And I kind of wanted to look at if there was anything that kind of stood out about a MVP winning this award from a statistical standpoint. Yeah. So I looked at home run leader. Okay. So of those past six guys, only two, only one guy was the home, was the home run leader. And that was Stanton in 2017, where he had 59 home runs. 59. Yeah. That's yeah. ridiculous. And I think he won that MVP that year because the next closest guy to him was, I think Cody Bellinger, who had only 39 home runs. So he had 20 more home runs than the next guy. So I think that's what kind of gave him that award. Um, other than that, 2015, where Harper won it, he was also tied from the home run lead. But And then I also wanted to look at, okay, how has he, the team done in for that MVP who won, who won that award? So of those four out of the last six guys, the division winner was on the player was on a division winning team last season was Freddie Freeman 2019 Cody Bellinger 2018 Christian Yelich and then 2016 the year the Cubs won the Cubs won the division also that year Chris Bryant so only two players that did not win it stand that we just talked about and Bryce Harper so I went back and looked at the market kind of fast forwarding to our discussion tonight was we have our two co-favorites right for Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, like you just mentioned, Jacob Grigrom, we can cross him off the list because of the history of pitchers not winning it. And then we have Ronald Acuna Jr., who are probably the two guys right now that are probably going to win this. I want to let I'm going to let you kick this off on who you like to win this MVP because I found something that was a very glaring stat that has really propelled the MVP winner to that. There's something in common statistically that has been between these past six MVP winners. So I'll let you kick yeah. off. Who did you think that we would okay, pick right this now? Feel, this feels like you set me a trap here, Moonaf. You've, <laughs> you've dug a hole and covered it in leaves and you're just waiting for me to come wandering along and go <laughs> head first into it. Um, the two, I did it last week was the, um, is there an identikit winner? Okay. Uh, is there something like you're trying to do for, that, that ticks all these boxes that, um, fits all these jigsaw pieces together. Sure. And I was, you ended up looking at something, um, somebody with a batting average of around 310. Okay. Um, some of them are a little bit bigger. You got Stanton was the outlier there at 281. Um, but obviously he was so far clear in homers, he pretty much had to win it. Um, so you're looking at a, a batting average of around about uh, 300 odd. Um, they do need to be hitting homers. Um, right somewhere in the region, maybe 35 plus. And then we talked about war wins above replacement. Right. Um, 
I set the line at maybe around about seven and a half, but he said Bellinger was 8.7, Yelich 7.3, Stanton 7.9, Brian 7.3, Harper 9.7, and so on. Um, so around about seven and a half, maybe eight, eight or higher. Yep. And so if you're, if you're extrapolating that at the moment with the two lads at the top, I would I took, I landed on the side of Acuna over uh, Fernando Tatis. Okay. Um, they both will have to improve the batting average. Uh, Acuna 293 to Tatis is 285. Um, they're both hitting enough home runs, uh, 18 to 22. Um, and Acuna's war is at 3.5 compared to Tatis's at 3.1. Um, so just at the, at the odds with Tatis being um, the shorter of the two, uh, two point. Well, I've got 11 to 5, so yeah, just over 2 to 1. And Acuna at 4 to 1. I landed on the side of uh, Ronald Acuna okay. uh, for, for those reasons. Now, I went down. Do you do you want to jump in here, Moonoff, or did you want me to um, go through my, my three bigger ones too? Oh, you go ahead. Um, so they were the players who were immediately uh, fitting into that identicate um, profile. So then you're looking at players who could reach it, players who were below that profile at the minute, who could get into it. However, you've just pointed out one glaring error in, in what I've written out. Well, not an error so much. It's, it's the teams that they play on. So the right. three players I've written down are Castellanos, Jesse Winker and Trey Turner. Um, Castellanos is way up there in the batting average. He's 341. Only hit 13 bombs, but if he can have a, a better second half um, and his war is second at 3.1. So he's not very far away. Um, Jesse Winker is then fourth, also on the Reds. Uh, and herein lies the problem. Um, average of 344, hitting 17 homers uh, with a war of 2.8. So Winker's up there. Now it's, can the Reds, if the Reds are going to finish third or fourth in that division, um, I think you almost have to put a line through them. However, that division is pretty close. Um, mm-hmm. If Castellanos or Winker do start improving as well, they're going to they're going to drag the Reds up with them. And um, the Reds have been a little bit better lately. They're absolutely not out of that division at all. Uh, and the one other name that um, jumped out at me was Trey Turner. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, good batting average. Needs to he, he needs a better second half. He's only at eleven bombs. Um, but to be ranked seventh in war on what really have been a very poor Nationals team. But like yeah. you said, if the Nationals are going to, if they're going to sl- slum it down in fourth place, uh, then almost you you have to put a line through through them as well. So they were the three I thought that had a chance um, at double figure prices. Uh, but the top two boys, um, Ronald Acuna was the man for me. And so, now are you are you just going to completely blow all this out the water with your wonder stat? What is it, Munaf? So I went back and, like I said, I looked at those six MVPs. Is that every single one of them, except for last season? And I'm not sure that we can really maybe consider. La- and I'm not, I'm not you know bashing Freddie Freeman for winning the award yeah. last year, but you know it, because it was a shortened season over 60 games, I, I kind of wanted to throw that one out the window right yeah and, i'm and, fine with that yeah right? so yeah it's an asterisk and okay uh easily somebody someone could have caught him up yeah so prior to freeman 2015 16 17 18 19 the past five winners were all leaders in war every single one of them was okay one were at the end of the season, we're the leader uh, in war. And we've talked about that multiple times, right, Malcolm, over our podcast that, you know, a lot of, you know, recreational betters are probably looking at just a statistical standpoint, home run leaders, RBIs, batting average, things like that. But if we go back and look at war, all five of those guys were leading in war. Now, to your point, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Ronald Acuna Jr. right now, is in the lead for war in the National League, followed by Nick Castellanos at 3.1, Fernando Tatis Jr. at 3.1, Jesse Winker at 2.8, and Brian Reynolds at 2.7. We can cross off Brian Reynolds off that list because his team is dog shit. I was stunned when I saw Brian Reynolds on that list. I thought I might have clicked a box or something that uh, – got him in there by mistake but no I mean, he's having a really good season for Pittsburgh I was just I didn't expect to see him in, in that list of uh, names at all that made me laugh yeah so I, I think you already covered the three guys that I was also going to talk about was Ronald Acuna Jr Nick Castellanos and Fernando Tatis Jr 
I think rightfully so right now, Fernando Tatis Jr., because he has such a kind of that like that flashy, flashy way about him, if that makes sense. Yeah. That he's kind of the star of the of the league right now that everybody's talking about. And I think that kind of what gives him that competitive advantage, not competitive advantage, but it gives him that advantage to be the leader as your National League MVP, rightfully so. Because if you look at some of these media outlets that are always talking about Fernando Tatis Jr. and the way he hits home runs and all that good stuff, it's it, it would make him the leader right now. So I, I think it is a three-horse race. And I think what you talked about with Nick Castellanos is probably the guy that probably presents the most value to us at what, 25 to 1, you said? Yeah. So I think it's probably worth putting down some money on Nick Castellanos at 25 to one price, because again, he's second in war. And then his batting average is him and Jesse Winker are by far, by far above the rest of these guys that are on the list for batting average. Ronald Acuna Jr. 293, Fernando Tatis 285. And then if we take a look at the home runs, um, I believe Fernando Tatis Jr. right now is number one in the national league. With 22, with 22 home 22, runs. yeah, that's right. Kyle Schwarber has kind of, uh, you know, come about this week at 18. Ronald Acuna at 18. And then the Schwarber hit another two or three tonight. He said five in the last 24 hours. Yep. So, you know, uh, and, and then I think Nick Castellano is the guy that can get red hot and probably catch up into that, that race for uh, the home run leader. But um, it's interesting to see how it's going to kind of shake out because I think right now, if I had a free hundred dollar bet, I would probably put $50 on Nick Castellanos and I would probably put the other 50 on Ronald Acuna Jr. That Acuna stat is a huge, uh, that's a huge game changer. Like is leading, leading me towards Acuna. Four to one's a great price as well. Like, yeah. um, that might be one of the best bets we've picked out, um, on the pod over the last few weeks. That's outstanding, Moonoff. Yeah. And I like the, that. The preseason guy that I had picked was uh, Juan Soto, but it just hasn't feel like he's kind of lived up to the expectation that we have as him as betters or even fans of the game because, I don't know, for whatever reason, I mean, he's down at number – at war, he's only at, what, 1.6, 272 batting average, um, home runs. Let me see what he's at here. Juan Soto – Juan Soto has hit eight home runs. Yeah, so I think you could probably cross him off the list too. So, I you know, it gets a bit chalky when we're talking about the, some of these markets with, you know, Cy Young and, and NL and AL MVPs. But for what these type, what these guys are doing for the season and for their war to be at where it's at, I think those are the guys that you kind of have to look towards. Yeah, um, I've just, Dug out my my notes here from the uh, from the preseason podcast that we did. We gave out um, Jacob Degrom at plus four fifty for the Cy Young, yeah, um, who's going to be much shorter than that, um, and Fernando Tatis at nine to one uh, for MVP. So if you're holding tickets on both of those, you'd be you'd be in a good position at the moment. Yeah, and I have a ticket on like we talked about on on Jacob Degrom early in the season. I believe it was like a four or five to one. So hopefully he can stay healthy throughout the season and, and, you know, we're able to catch that ticket. But quickly, just going over, I know we talked about AL last week. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. right now is the leader in war at 4.2, and I think he is the favorite right around plus 110 uh, to win MVP in, in, in the American League. Yeah, it was uh, Guerrero and Shohei Otani. He was a, yeah. a bit of a match over there, but there's, there's there's plenty more guys in the NL. But yeah, I absolutely think uh, Ronald Acuna at four to one um, is a standout, absolute standout. But I might have a little uh, sniff around tomorrow. I couldn't find it. I had to um, look, and I've got to use a site here called Odds Checker, and it might be up on William Hill, I think, which I, maybe I should be able to get access to. Um, and then a lot of them are online and in. Uh, American sites that I can't get into but um, Billy Hills I should be able to get into Billy Hills and um, avail myself of some of that 4 to 1 and yeah Nick Castellano 25 to 1 so yeah they're the two we'd put up absolutely um, well dug out Moonaf yeah and uh, I think you got to shop around for some of these numbers uh, especially if you're in the United States you're you're maybe able to find a 20 to 30 cent um, uh, a better price if you shop around 
WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favourite teams, players and sports games. Generous promos, odds and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today. You'll receive a special, of, a special offer of up to $500 in risk-free sports bets. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. Get across to the website. Get your 500 books. Stick half of it on Ronald Acuna half of it on Castellanos laughing all the way to the bank I tell you what when you're in the middle of a slump like I'm on um, I just need a little moment to reset get myself ready for the week ahead uh, get back on the horse and start picking some winners um, Coors Light is the only beer that's literally made to chill uh, the mountains on the bottles and the cans even turn blue when your beer is cold I enjoyed a few of these we're watching England v Scotland the other night and you needed beer to watch that. It was like a dog with fleas, that game. That, uh, nil-nil draw. It was absolutely awful. Uh, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light's the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. And as always, celebrate responsibly. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championship and Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. PropSwap is making it easy to profit these playoffs by trading in and out teams as the postseason progresses. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. Last week, a PropSwap customer purchased a Montreal Canadian Stanley Cup future for $45 when the team was 3-1 down against the Maple Leafs. A few days later, he'd flipped it for $600. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Think stock market, but for sports betting, use promo code SGP on your first deposit. Receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Right, Moonaf. So, uh, we're getting on for picks time. Um, this week, uh, any series starting tomorrow night? Anything? Anything that stands out? Any big hitters going against each other? Uh, the Braves and the Mets was one. Uh, always um, always a good series. And that division's still quite tight, but the Braves need to get their skates on. Um, the Mets could just be sneaking away. Um, Double-header tomorrow night as well with Jacob to come on the mound. Uh, so that looks like being a good series. The, the, some of the Braves' bats are just heating up a little bit. Um, I've always had my eye on Freddie Freeman um, with him being in one of my, my fantasy teams. And he's just um, he's just starting to help um, help the Braves. Um, I think they got a batter tonight, actually. But yeah, the Braves have looked a little bit better recently. Um, so that series against the Mets looks like a good one. Yeah, and I think that was the series that's um, that one. And then I think probably the series of at least as early week is going to be the Dodgers and, and the Padres squaring off yeah. against each other. Um, I believe they're playing three or four, is it? Let me see on Thursday. No, there's only three. So, I mean, there's some stellar pitching matchups in, in that uh, in that series. You have uh, Uranus and... You Darvish uh, you going Darvish tomorrow. tomorrow yeah. You have Blake Snell and Kershaw on Tuesday. And then I think probably the pitching matchup of this series would be Trevor Bauer versus Joe Musgrove on Wednesday. So definitely looking forward to seeing how that um, series plays out. But other than that... Um, the Indians and the Cubs as well. They're uh, yeah, they're, they're going at each other in that division. Um, with the with the Cubs is still is still wide open. I mean, the, we had the Cards were were top when we thought they might get away. Then all of a sudden, I think they're back down to fourth in that division. Uh, and the Brewers, who we've tipped up a few times preseason and when we reviewed the NL Central, I think the Brewers just look like maybe stretching their legs there. Yeah, and I think that um, I'm pretty much it, man. I'm probably a pretty boring week I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll definitely be watching the Dodgers and Padres for sure I think that's going to be a fun series yeah I look forward to watching those over breakfast uh, when I wake up in the morning I always uh, sit, sit in bed with my laptop on my knee and, uh, and watch those come in so um, locks and dogs Moonaf yeah um, we'll let you go first um, hit me sure I'll start it off um, with Tuesday night, 
Uh, I'm going to go back with the Astros. Um, I know I had the under in their game last week, but I'm going to take the Astros run line on Tuesday against the Baltimore Orioles. That'll be Astros minus the one and a half on the run line. Um, I've had pretty good success with these run line bets. So I'm going to continue to stay with that and uh, hopefully catches again for us. Uh, Grinky's on the mound for the Astros on Tuesday. His road numbers are fantastic. He has a 3.6 over, sorry, 3.68 overall ERA, but it's even better on the road, 2.2. This season against the AL East, the Astros are 12 and seven. The 42 wins that the Astros have this season, we've talked about this, Malcolm, on our pod, is 36 of those wins have been by two or more uh, runs. So they are getting it. If they're winning, they're they're pretty much dominating. So I'm going to continue with that. Um, Jorge Lopez gets the start for the Orioles. He has a 5.95 ERA overall, uh, 6.16 at home. June has been even worse for Lopez. He's one in two with the 8.36 ERA, 14 innings pitch, 19 hits allowed, and 13 earned runs given up so far this month. And teams are batting 322 against him so far this month. So when you have a offense like the Astros coming into Baltimore in a hitter's ballpark, uh, I'm going to take that uh, Astros run line minus the one and a half with a pretty good pitcher on the mound for the Astros. Uh, my dog's going to go on Wednesday. I'm going to take my two teams that I support. The Red Sox are taking on the Rays. I'm going to take the Red Sox money line um, on Wednesday. Garrett Richards versus Rich Hill is a projected um, projected pitchers to go on Wednesday the recent form for Richard has been poor, but his road numbers are stellar. Uh, he has a 3.1, sorry, 3-1 and one on the road, 3.38 ERA and 49 strikeouts on the road. Over the last, and then we talked about the Rays, have they've been struggling and their offense has been bad and it's kind of going to show up again, I think, against the series against the Red Sox. Um, the Rays have fallen off at home. Uh, their offensive numbers are down. They rank number 12 out of 15 teams in the American League and run scored at home. And they're number 14 out of 15 in both batting average and hits. Red Sox are 23 and 11 on the road this season um, and 17 8 in the division in their ALE. So I'm going to take the Red Sox dog money line on Wednesday and then on Tuesday, Astros run line against the Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, I like both of them, Munaf. Um we've you have mentioned a lot. It's been it's been quite the topic in the Slack channel. Um in the the MLB Slack channel over there. Um your little plus one and a half on the Astros that they always win. Yeah. Uh, they always win by a couple of runs. Uh, that's been gaining a lot of traction, which is good. And I didn't know you'd made this pick where we talked a little bit about Rich Hill at the top of the show, um, that he has just dropped off a little bit. So it's a good time to fade Rich Hill. It's a good time to um to feed the Tampa Bay Rays. So yeah, the Red Sox will be absolutely live dogs there. Yep. Um, my lock, I've got a bit more gut this week. Like I say, I've been tying myself up in knots. Um, and I went both to Monday night just to try and eliminate um, any pitcher changes that might, that might stymie me like they did last week. Um, so first up, I've gone for uh, the Cubs over the Indians as my lock tomorrow night. Um, Advert Alzali, who's been really good this year, a bit of a revelation. Um, he's missed one turn, I think, uh, maybe two turns. So he had a blister. Uh, so he's been on the 10-day IL, but nothing serious. Um, the seven starts before that, um, he had a 2.95 ERA. Uh, was striking out loads of people, 41 strikeouts versus only six walks. Uh, so I do like Alzali. And it's it should be a good price because he goes against... Um, Aaron Savali for the Indians, and I've got nothing against Savali at all. Um, he's 10 and 2 uh, with a 3.48 ERA. I just don't trust the Indians. I've watched quite a few Indians games, and I still don't really know how they're um, how they're putting this this 39 and 30 record together a little bit. It all seems a little bit fraudulent to me. Uh, yeah. So I think Alzali at a big price. I think he'll uh, he can lead the Cubs to a win over the Indians. Um, my dog moon off mm-hmm. um, the Astros on Tuesday uh, when they win by two for your bet, it's going to be a bounce back win because they're going to lose on Monday night. Um, Keegan Aiken. Um, yes. Keegan Aiken for the Orioles is who I'm taking. Um, it'd be a big price, um, especially after his last start um, where 
he gave up eight runs, I think, against Cleveland. He did strike out lots of batters. It was a bit of an odd one. And before that, though, he was pitching to a, a, to a 2.63 ERA over his three starts. Um, and that uh, Houston have got Jake Odorizzi on the mound. Yeah. Um, and Odorizzi hasn't been great. He's got a 5.68 ERA, a record of one and three. Uh, so if, um, if Aiken can quiet the Houston bats. Um, I think Baltimore might be able to score five or six runs and hopefully that might be enough um, to get that over the line. So both games tomorrow night, Locke is the Cubs against the Indians with Adbert Alzali on the mound for Chicago and Keegan Aiken and the Orioles uh, against the Astros tomorrow night will be my dog. Um, more picks, uh, Nick and Will Moorman. Uh, picking for us every week uh, after their success on the pod um, last Sunday night so we can get their picks now. Double M's NC Nick here. First off, uh, happy Father's Day to all the uh, fellow dads out there. All right, it's Sunday, which means I'm going to give you my lock and dog for Major League Baseball early week. Um, Both games on Tuesday. We'll start with the lock. I'm going to go Tampa over Boston. This is basically fading Eduardo Rodriguez. I believe over the last four games, he's had 19 earned runs against him. I think Tampa takes care of the Red Sox. And then for my dog, I'm going to go to a pitcher who I've been, I've heard you guys sing his praises all year long, and that's Tarek Skubal of the Detroit Tigers. He is on the mound, and I think the Tigers at home will beat the St. Louis Cardinals. There you go. There's my lock, my dog. Let it ride. What's up, everybody? Will Mormon back again with another lock and dog. This time I'm aiming for the Tuesday slate. For my lock, I'm going with the Cubs and Kyle Hendricks versus the Cleveland Indians and Morgan. Uh, the Cubs are home. We've, they've been struggling lately, which means we should get a decent price on them at home. I would say probably about a minus 140 or so with Hendricks. And I believe the Cubs rebound and get the job done. Uh, and for my dog, I'm going with the Red Sox and Rodriguez on the road against Yarbrough and Tampa Bay. Uh, the Rays' offense is known to struggle from time to time. And uh, with aces going against aces, it really just feels like a good chance for the Red Sox to go on the road here, maybe at a plus 120, plus 140, and get the job done. Good luck, everybody and let it ride. So there you go. There's uh, more locks and dogs for Nick and Will. Thank you very much. And Munaf, I believe that is everything covered. We've got it under control. I feel more confident now. I came into this pod. I was... uh, I was I was down. Um, I wasn't happy with what was going on. My my processes were off, and and now we're in the company of you. You've uh, you you filled me full of um, vim and vigor again, Moonaf, and I feel like I can. Uh, I'm ready to take on this week now. It's uh, it's going to be a new week starting tomorrow, so we we could just uh, flush away what happened last week and uh, and um, you know get some winners and have a winning week this week. So uh, I'm I'm confident you're going to have a big week. Absolutely. Uh, as always, tallysite.com for our picks, which are embedded over on the site. Uh, ride the hot hand. Um, so that wouldn't have been me this week, but next week I'll, I'll, I'll look after everybody. Um, so everyone's picking over on tallysite, all the games. That's where you'll find our, our soccer picks and everything else as well. Uh, the Slack channel is a hotbed of chat and silliness. Uh, there's all sorts of good stuff going on over there. And uh, the, don't forget the app. Still got my, I got my little... Um, as we were speaking half an hour ago, I uh, got a little push notification that there was a a Euros app, uh, a Euros pod Billy must have put out for the, to cover the next couple of nights as well. Um, so the stuff, the content's getting updated all the time over on the SGPN app, uh, which you can download from the Play Store, etc. Um, looking forward to this me uh, this week, Moonaf. Thank you very much for joining me. Enjoy yes, the sir. end of the golf. Yeah, it's getting tight, man. Uh, it's it's going to come down to the wire, so uh, I'll have my eyes glued to that. Excellent. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday, and we'll see you down the road. Cheers.